Moses spoke to the people saying, This day the Lord your God commands you to do these statutes and ordinances. And you shall therefore be careful to do them with all your heart and with all your soul. And they hearken to the words of Moses. And he continues and says, You have declared this day concerning the Lord, that he is your God, one, and that you will walk in his ways, two, and keep his status and his commandments and his ordinances, three, and you obey his voice. You have declared this day. It must come to pass in your life. And a day came when you declared for the Lord. When you made a decision to have God as your God. You know, there's something very common among us Catholics. You know, you are born a Catholic, your parents take you to church, and you are baptized. Baptism is supposed to be given to someone who has believed in the finished work of Christ. <clears throat> okay? And so, it is based on the faith of the parents that the child is baptized. And that is why the light, the candle light that is given at the end of the ritual of baptism is handed over to the sponsors, the, the parents and the person who is the godfather or godmother of the person baptized. It is understanding that when that person grows up and becomes responsible, that those sponsors or godfathers have to go and get a candle, light it, and then transfer the faith to that person and say, we had faith for you, for your baptism. Now we're transferring the faith to you. You must now make a decision to accept the faith in which you were baptized. Amen. Amen. So that you took a have a record of your life that at social time, at social time, that's the day I accepted the faith. That's the day I accepted the life of Christ. We must have it in record. Oh, I'm born a Catholic. You just grow up and continue and continue and continue and continue. No. There must be a time when you will have to declare the God yourself. It's called the confession of faith. As a matter of fact, what we do every Sunday when we say, I believe, is a renewal of that declaration for God every day. We do it every Sunday. It has roots in our baptism. That's why the articles that are bearing in the creed are all the mysteries of our salvation. From the beginning to the end. So it's very imperative that we do that. Very important. Myself, I was baptized as an infant. I grew up in the Catholic faith. But the time came when I had to voluntarily, on my own, I was led by the Spirit to do that. Where I had to declare Jesus the Lord of my life. I had to take responsibility of my faith. I had to reconnect myself and re you know, consecrate myself. As a little boy then, as, a, as an altar server, I was just about barely, let me say, 14 
or 15 years old then, you know. So I had to do that with all my heart, with all my soul, you know. And that's what is, where I began the journey. It's very important that you come to a point where you have to take up your faith. Some of us have grown 40, 50 years, and we never truly did that. It's very important. You don't presume things. David said presumption is a sin. To presume is a sin. When did you declare that Jesus is the Lord of your life? That you have handled the administration of your life, day-to-day -day life into his hands. And so you are no longer living by yourself. You are no longer living for yourself. You are living now for him. So you see the Pentecostal, they talk about giving your life to Christ and all that. That's what they do, as a matter of fact. Okay? It's part of the faith journey that we must do. And we must renew it every now and then. You can see even the prophet Israel in their journey with God say, You have declared this day concerning the Lord that He is your God. The Bible says, Let each one call upon the name of His own God. That you will walk in His ways. You see, my ways are not your ways. So you, must, you have now decided, I'm ready to walk in His ways. To keep his status and his commandments and his ordinances. That is what is wrapped up in his word. And you obey his voice. Outside what is written, he will still speak to you as a, as a son or daughter. He ministers to you. You will hear his voice. Outside what is written, he can still navigate the affairs of your life by speaking to you through your conscience. He can minister to you through ministration. He can minister to you in your dream. He can speak to your emotions. He can speak to your mental pictures, your true mental pictures. And so he can control you. Then you cannot come and say like David, the Lord is my shepherd. So it means he's the one who leads me. I don't do just two things because I like it. I must do it based on his directions. You see, Paul was going to become a preacher of the sudden. In his dream, the Lord told him, go to where? Eh? Go to which place? People have gone. Where did God tell you to go to? Oh. He was heading somewhere, right? Then at night, they took a and said, Go to, he saw somebody in the place, then he come to, so, 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 so. Macedonia. <laughs> Come to Macedonia and Paul immediately can't return to where he was going and he headed to Macedonia. That's hearing the voice of God. The voice of God is more expensive than any correction. If you hear the voice of God and you obey it, what you can solve? That's why those who live by faith don't live by courage, they live by the voice of God. The voice of God will make the necessary conditions for it to happen for happen. That's why as we traverse time, as time goes on, as we get deeper and deeper into the last days, what will guide, what will lead you, what will make you victorious is the constant voice of God I give. Very important. Very important. But you must also create the condition necessary for the voice of God to be loud in your heart. Some say, Father, I don't hear the voice of God. How do you even hear him? 
When you, you use your phone and block your ear, you will increase the volume of the music. No matter who, what they're telling you, will you hear? Is it because your ear is bad? Is it because your ear is bad? It's because you blocked it with a lot of things. So remove it. You are talking to somebody, he put the earphone in his hand, it's very loud and it's very like, It's like, call him 20 times, you will hear it. Because, and that sound is choking the eardrum. And so the right voice cannot enter. And that's what Jesus is addressing in the gospel. Okay? What did he say? You have heard that you have said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I tell you, love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you. How do you love them? Be good to them. Don't pay them back with evil. He didn't say bring them into your life. He said love them. Even God himself doesn't like sinners. Okay? But he does not, his good does not stop coming to them. He still makes his goodness come to, come, to, come to them. But he doesn't like the way they are living. Many times we confuse, you know, intimacy to love. Okay, that you love somebody, you bring the person close, you are there, you share everything. That's not love. Love is wish people good. Be good to them. Show humanity. Show humanity. That is love. Show humanity. Sacrificial humanity. When a person needs help, support the person. Don't create an unconducive environment for that person's life. That is love. Love, agape love, does not mean it is friendship. It's not friendship. I may not be your friend, but I love you. And I wish well to you. I might not share everything I have with you. But I still love you. Are we together here? Yes. Uh-huh. So don't go and mix friendship with love. Because you say, because I love this person, then everything about the person will be known. It's not true. Even Jesus himself did not share with the disciples everything. Yes. So at the tail end, they had to reveal to them the secrets of the kingdom. So, as you maintain that attitude in your heart, refusing to hate, refusing to be offended, refusing to be controlled by vexation, you make your heart open to hear the voice of God. When your heart is filled with bitterness and pain and have no concern for the other, a cloud of darkness is cast upon your soul. No matter how God speaks to you, you can never hear him. Even if you are entering fire and he's telling you, stop, 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 you can't hear him. Have you watched sometimes on social media? You see some people who are listening to music and they're moving and they don't know that maybe there's a gutter in front of them. And they say, hey, 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 they couldn't hey, hear. Hey. And then they just fell into the gutter. Because no one could stop them. God doesn't want us to die sudden death. God doesn't want violence to happen to us. And that's why before anything happens, God reveals it. If you can hear his voice, that's why he put his voice at the end. First, you must declare to him to be your God. You must walk in his ways. You must keep his statutes and commandments. Then you will hear his voice. Number one, you must declare him to be your God. You must walk in his ways. Are we together here? Then what? You must keep his statutes and commandments, which is his word and ordinances. 
Then you provoke his voice to come to you. He will speak to you in every detail of your life. I hear him, he speaks to me. It's not a special gift, it's meant for everyone. Even though in the midst of all the clumsiness of things, he may speak to you directly, you may feel it. You may not capture the entire message. He will wait. Then after some time, he may come to your dream and show some revelations again. All is to catch your attention to make you understand something. I was sharing with a friend yesterday night, very close friend of mine. He was to go out to go and do something outside the town, you know, as a lecturer. He said, while he was going, all of a sudden, he was not just interested in going, but because he has committed himself, he had to go after much delays. He said that he just went out and then he had to pick a bike. As he just stepped on the bike, I was, as he was going, a voice just spoke to him, look back. He heard it so clear, look back. He said before he could just look this way, a car with plenty of loads was on speed. Pick him up. He said the next thing he saw himself on the floor, on the tire road. Blood everywhere. He was wondering where is the blood coming from. He was thinking it's the best horse taking him on the bike that must have uh, had a wound. He said he did not even know what happened. He said, he said at the point he felt something coming out of his nose. He touched his nose. It was blood that was gushing everywhere, bruises. That he didn't die, it's just God. When the thing happened and he began to tell people about what happened, people were telling him that God showed them, but they didn't know he was the one. About three persons. God is merciful. He reveals himself. He speaks to us. There's nothing that happens to you that God doesn't know. And he communicates to you. Child of God, be encouraged to walk and build yourself to hear his voice for yourself. Make up your mind. God speaks to me. I can hear you. You created me your own image and likeness. Why must another person be telling you this about your life? All this confusion everywhere. Oh, prophecy. Prophesy. It's because you have blocked your ears. Why is it that it's only through them that God speaks? Can't he speak to you? Can't he reveal himself to you? Because you have counted yourself unworthy and then you don't want to pass through the due process. There's a due process. I made up my mind many years ago. I said, Lord, anything you don't tell me, sorry. And so sometimes, even when there's a general revelation, I will still doubt it. And they will come back and say, you will doubt it. I say, I am doubted because why can't you tell me? If you're angry with me, tell me you're angry with me. And I reconcile with you and they speak to me. And you know what? That has helped me a lot from all these misleading revelations and manifestations that we have here and there. Build yourself. Declare God as your God and truly serve me in spirit and in truth. Follow his ways consistently. Build your life on his word. Let his ordinances, his commandments, his precepts become your heart desire. He will speak to you concerning your career. He will speak to you concerning your finances. He will tell you things concerning your health. He will speak to you about your children. He will tell you things about your, your schedules of life. 
everything that you do and there's any need for him to speak his voice to you, he will communicate to you. And if he encourage you on the right one, right path to, you know, to follow. You don't make mistakes. He's so interested in the details of our life that they cannot detect. But if we block our ears with all these negative energies and, and do not make reference to him, he won't force himself into your life. But when something is happening, he will try to speak and speak and speak. The Bible says, whoever has ear, eh? whoever has ear, good. That means you can either lock it up or open it to, to hear him. We pray at this Mass that the Holy Spirit, in the course of these days of waiting upon the Lord, that will take a, a stand in the Spirit that will help us to hear His voice as He should. That He may direct our steps. We pray that every encumbrance and the things that stops us from hearing the voice of God, we will deal with them squarely as individuals and as a group. And then seek the face of God until you say, God, don't speak to me, I will not sleep. Say something to me. And when he speaks to you, you will know that you are finally connected. And you will desire that voice every day. Make our prayers to Christ our Lord. Amen.